Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMB Sports. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see Go. Random. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, and today on the line we have Ed Robinson of the Robinson Report. Um, he's been absolutely killing it across the board uh, with sports and media, and all his interviews has been, have been phenomenal. Um, if you don't follow him already, you need to. Um, but I, I just want to, you know, absolutely just open up the floor for him to tell you who he is. Ed, what's up, bro? Tell the people who you are and where they can find you, man. Okay, sure. Well, Rick, thank you for, again for having me on the podcast. Again, my name's Ed Robinson, and I have a great podcast program called The Robinson Show, and it's basically a program where we interview different figures from the world of sports, whether it be their journalists or athletes or just from all areas and facets of life. And, again, you can find me on Instagram at Robinson Communications. Also, you can find me on Twitter at EdRobinson82, and also you can go – find uh, the other page on Instagram at Club Seat Network and as well as Twitter at Club Seat Network. Awesome, man. So, um, Ed, I just want to I wanna talk a little football today, man. I want to hop into um, uh, just a good breakdown of what we expect to see. We're headed towards the end of the season. Um, I want to, you know, talk to you about a good breakdown of the AFC playoff picture and then the NFC playoff picture. Um, so, Let's start off by just talking about the bubble teams. Um, so if we look at the AFC, um, AFC standings right now, the Chiefs are in first place uh, with the 11-2 and two record. The Patriots are in second. Um, the Texans are in third. The Steelers are in fourth with the record of 7-5-1. and one. The Chargers are holding down the top wild card spot uh, with the 10-3 and three record. The Baltimore Ravens are in the sixth spot currently with the 7-6 and six record. And then all the teams in the hunt, and these are the teams that we'll be talking about initially, are the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins, coming off of that crazy win yesterday uh, against the Patriots, um, the Titans, the Broncos, and the Browns. The Browns um, have a record of 5-7-1, and one, so the Browns are still considered technically um, in the hunt. Of those bubble teams, right, of those teams in the hunt, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Broncos, and the Browns, who do you see – who have the best chances of, of of cracking that top six? Wow. You know what? I'm really looking at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have been one of those teams, again, they've been uh, a kept secret this year. They've played erratic, but they've played some great ball as of late. Ryan Tannehill is finally stepping up to his true potential. He's finally looking like that top draft choice from a few years back that the Dolphins really believed in. And um, also they have a solid running game. Uh, Kenyon Drake has been effective this year. And then Frank Gore is that cagey veteran who still can get it done even at uh, 34 years young. He still can get it done even though they're saying that a running back is well past his prime at 30. Defensively, Miami's picking it up, so – you know, the Dolphins is a team that I like, is a team that I'm watching, looking out for. Also, keep the Colts in mind as well. Colts have, have played well. Andrew Luck is finally, he's, he's back on the, he, I wouldn't say he's on the comeback trail anymore, but it seems like that, that shoulder injury, he's bouncing back nicely. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is still an effective wide receiver. 
Um, you know, Marlon Mack's been running the ball well. The Colts' defense has been effective. So, you know, Indianapolis, Miami, those are the two teams that I'm really looking out for as far as uh, those bubble teams are concerned. Cleveland, in two years, Cleveland is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think Cleveland, Cleveland is on the move. Baker Mayfield, is, um, he's everything what I expected. You know, he's the number one overall pick, the Heisman Trophy candidate. He's someone that I really, really like alongside with him and Charvis Landry. Also, they have Nick Chubb. And the Cleveland's defense is young and hungry. I give them two years, and they will be up there. They'll have a playoff spot in two years. Just give them a little bit more, two more years at the most, and they'll be ready. But just as far as to answer your question, Rick, those two bubble teams clearly will be Indianapolis and Miami is who I'm paying attention to. All right, so we look at um, got a big game coming up this Thursday, Chiefs versus the Chargers. Um, it will determine their division. You have the Chiefs. Um, I mean, they're just coming off of that crazy win yesterday against the Ravens. Um, the Chargers playing well as well. Now, you look at the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Who do you give the edge to on, um, on this Thursday night? I clearly give the edge to Kansas City, and here's why. Arrowhead Stadium is one of the toughest places to play in the National Football League. It's loud. It's a raucous crowd. It's almost like a college atmosphere in the National Football League. We saw what the Chiefs did the other day with Patrick Mahomes with that phenomenal play, hooking up with Tariq Hill on that fourth and nine. And, you know, Kansas City's definitely got the goods. They're coming off of a high with that big win at Arrowhead, and then they're going to be playing at Arrowhead, and then it's a division opponent with the Chargers. When we know Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, they always come ready to play. And the Chargers, again, have been like a, a, a quiet sleeper this year. But the Chargers always picked every year to go to the Super Bowl. But I just think Kansas City definitely has the edge in this one coming up on Thursday night. Okay, awesome. So of the division leaders, right, and, and, and when I think about the Chiefs versus the Chargers, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like um, if Melvin Gordon plays, that's gonna it, it'll change things. But if Melvin Gordon's not there, um, and, and we just kind of, Austin Eckler dealt with an injury towards the end of yesterday as well, so I'm I'm kind of concerned about the Chargers going into that matchup, especially with the Chiefs um, playing as well as they are right now. So I think you're absolutely right there. Um, on the other hand, if we look at all the division leaders, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Texans, the Steelers. Who looks the most vulnerable to you, um, and, and whose position is kind of up for grabs? Clearly the most vulnerable is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have been on a, a losing skid. They lost a tough one out to the Raiders, man. They, I mean, the, the Steelers, I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there right now. They're in the midst of a losing streak. Big Ben has been so-so. They've been blaming each other for losses. You know, uh, the running game has been okay. James Conner, they haven't played up the par. Uh, the defense has not looked good. So I think Pittsburgh is clearly the most vulnerable out of them. New England lost a tough one, but New England will bounce back. They had that bounce-back power with Belichick, Brady. They're going to be fine. The Texans have been outstanding, and the Chiefs have played well. But clearly the most vulnerable is Pittsburgh, and they've got to get it fixed. They've got to get it fixed in a hurry. There's going to be some trouble, and they're going to have to make some personnel changes, and they dealt with a lot of injuries and things of that nature. So clearly the Steelers are the most vulnerable. Mm. Of the wild card team, right? You look at the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about Baltimore's chances of holding on to that wild card spot? That's going to be tough because again, Baltimore has looked okay, but only in spurts, though. Again, 
uh, I mentioned earlier about those bubble teams that could possibly get a wild card spot. The Colts and the Dolphins have looked great. The Colts and the Dolphins are more balanced teams, are more balanced than Baltimore. Baltimore, defensively, they're good. Quarterback, they've had quarterback issues. Joe Flacco has been okay this year. He's hurt. Lamar Jackson has had some, some bright spots. But now he's hurt, and RG3 is in that quarterback, so we don't know about the quarterback situation. They can run the ball okay, and we know they can play defense, but Baltimore, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm very suspect about them. I mean, it can go either way with Baltimore, but I think either Indy, Indianapolis or Miami looks much better than Baltimore. Just more ba- Their attack is more balanced. Okay. If we had to wrap up the AFC and say, who do you think, it's kind of up to you at this point, who do you think will be the two teams in the AFC championship, and then who do you think will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Okay, well, the two teams, in my opinion, I think that would be in the, in the AFC championship game. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there. It's going to be Houston and Kansas City. I like Houston and Kansas City. The game will be played at Arrowhead in Kansas City will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Now, again, if they, they're going to play the game at Arrowhead, and you've got two young, rising quarterbacks with Deshaun Watson going up against Patrick Mahomes, and then you have um, the Kansas City offense going up against that Houston defense. Kansas City's offense puts up a lot of points. Houston's, off, Houston's defense doesn't give up a lot of points, so that would be interesting. But, you know, to answer your question, it would clearly, clearly be Houston. And, I like Houston and Kansas City in the AFC championship game and the Chiefs represent the AFC. Wow. You like you like um, the Texans over the Patriots? Yes, I really do. Because not, not, no New England is New England is always consistent every year. But I saw some – but I, the reason why I say that is that when the weather gets colder and going into January, it's always been really built for teams that can run the ball and play effective defense. And – Houston has looked so much better week by week. New England has been solid, but Houston has just looked fluid, and Houston is just getting better, better and better week by week. So that's why I, I take Houston over New England. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. Those are hot takes, man. I hope you know that. Those are hot takes. <laughs> um, either way, let's, let's hop on the other side, bro. Um, let's look at the NFC. As we look at the NFC, um, these are the teams, um, you know, from the top all the way to the in, in the hunt. There are the um, New Orleans Saints at the top with the 11 and 2 record. The um, Los Angeles Rams at 11 and 2. The Chicago Bears after their win yesterday, they're now 9 and 4. The Cowboys they beat the Eagles to become 8 and 5. Um, the Seattle Seahawks they play tonight versus the Vikings. Um, the Seahawks in the fifth spot. The Vikings are in the sixth spot. And then um, if you look at the teams in the hunt, you have the Panthers, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Packers, and still, you know, mathematically, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's start off with those bubble teams. Of the teams in the hunt, the Panthers, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Packers, and the Bucks, who are, those, who are, who are teams that you believe can possibly um, supplant the five and the six um, seed right now and possibly wind up in the playoff in that wild card spot? Well, the two teams is clearly, I believe, will be the defending champion Eagles and Carolina. Do not sleep on Carolina. I'm going to start off with Carolina for a moment because they're in the midst of a long losing streak right now. But they've got something to play for. Cam Newton, he doesn't like to lose. He's super competitive. He's ultra competitive. 
And Carolina still has an effective defense. They've got Christian McCaffrey. They've got Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Devin Funches. So I think Carolina will bounce back and will be a team on the move and try to grab one of those wild card spots. So Carolina's still a team that always strikes fear. And, of course, you've got to put the defending champion Eagles in, in, um, in perspective as well. The Eagles play in the NFC East. Anybody can still win the division. The Giants can still win it. Um, Dallas is on pace to win it, but we don't know how that division rolls with the, with the caliber of those teams in that division. The Redskins still have a shot, but Philly, they're the defending champs, and you just got to – you always have to give the defending champs a shot. They had a tough loss yesterday against Dallas. Carson Wentz played okay. Um, the rookie, Josh Adams, that running back was solid. So, again, it's a lot of situations where, um, you know, Philly, their defense played well yesterday. Michael Bennett, also Fletcher Cox played well. So, again, the two teams that you always I have to keep, I keep our eyes on as far as both teams are concerned are the Panthers and the Eagles. If you're, if you're kind of a betting man, there's a big game tonight. It's Seattle Seahawks versus the Vikings. Somebody's going to get knocked out. Um, no, well, they'll probably hold on or maintain their, their wild card spot, but somebody will be in a, in a less favorable position. Who wins that game tonight, Seattle versus the Vikings? Who do you give the edge to? Seattle has the edge tonight. Again, it's similar to what we talked about in Kansas City. Arrowhead Stadium is a tough place to play, one of the loudest places in the NFL. Quite a century-link field, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, one of the loudest in the NFL. So the Seahawks have got the 12th man behind them. Seattle's playing so much better as of late. They played some great football. Russell Wilson is looking better and better. The defense is coming along. Seattle is peaking at the right time. And you want to peak between after Thanksgiving and going into January. So clearly Seattle has the edge on their side. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a dog fight. But I like Seattle to win tonight. Now, of the of the top teams, now, the NFC is weird, man. It's, it's really, really weird. Because if you look at it, the two top teams are the Saints and the Rams. But both of those teams have suffered at the hands of the three and the four teams, the Bears and the Cowboys. They, the Bears and the Cowboys have the better defenses, right? My question to you is, of those top four teams, the Saints, the Rams, the Bears, the Cowboys, who looks the most vulnerable? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough one. I can't, to be honest with you, I can't say, Dal, I, I can't say Dallas or Chicago because they're, they're built, they, their teams are built for January. Their teams are built to go into distance for the postseason. So I'm going to give the slight edge. I give the slight edge to the Saints. And I say that because the Saints, the Saints and the Rams both have high-powered offenses. But I saw some gapping holes in the Saints and Buccaneers game yesterday where they let Jameis run wild in the first half. And I did not like that because, again, if the Saints want to play – Going into January, they got to tighten up on defense. They got to run the ball better. The Rams look solid, but the Rams, even though the Rams did not beat the Bears yesterday, they still were able to hold Chicago to only 15 points. So I say the Rams' defense is a little bit better than the Saints. So I think the Saints are slightly vulnerable in this case. Wow. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I said the same thing. Now my question is this. 
the Saints have a pivotal matchup against the Panthers this week, right? I think it's on Monday of next week. Who do you give the edge to in that one? You, you said the Panthers are still dangerous, which they are. This game, I think, will be outside. And Drew Brees always has an issue getting started, you know, when they're outside. They always start slow. And that defense is pretty good, right? You look at Dante Jackson on the outside, they have a pretty good defense. And they have a ton of weapons, and the Saints have problems with weapons. My question is, do you see the Saints possibly losing to the Panthers next week? Yes. This is a must-win game for Carolina. And I think, again, with Carolina losing five in a row, they have to get it done. This is a must-win game because jobs are on the line. Ron Rivera, the head coach of Carolina, his job is on the line. And he's he's got to have a must-win game. Number one, it's a must-win game. Number two, it's a, a big game against a divisional opponent. You're trying to get a playoff spot. So clearly Carolina, they have so much more to play for. The Saints have a lot to play for. They've clinched the division. Now they're just chasing Los Angeles to try to get home, keep home field throughout the playoffs. But Carolina has a lot. I think they have more fight in them. So clearly Carolina will, will win on Monday night. So you think they will win? Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, do you foresee the Rams possibly suffering another loss before it's all said and done? No. They'll, they'll run the table because they'll be back in L.A. where the weather's warmer, and they have a, a big game against the Eagles. Again, that's going to be a, a tight game, but the Rams will hold on to beat them in a close one. And then also they'll run the table. I think the Rams will run the table because I'm not sure who they play the final day of the year, but I know the Rams have the Cardinals, which on paper is an easy game. And then I just think the Rams will, will after the loss against Chicago, they'll, they'll run the table and finish out the rest of the way. All right. Now, my question is, we, I've talked about all the teams. You told me the teams that are built for January, and they absolutely are. Um, it seems that, I, I want to know this, this question, right? I just have the side question. Do you think the Bears can come to, can go to L.A. and win in L.A.? Yes. The Bears can win in L.A. The Bears can win in L.A. And I think and the Cowboys? Still, oh, the Cowboys definitely can win in L.A. They can win in L.A. because their defense, I think what the difference is is because when you play against, when you play against a team like the Rams, and, and their home turf, you know they're going to score. The Bears, I think the Bears have enough offense where they can hang with the Rams outdoors, but I think Dallas's offense is even more potent. You know, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, they have the offensive weapons to go toe-to-toe with the Rams. So the Bears can do it, and Dallas definitely can do it. Now, my second question is this. Can the Bears or the Cowboys go to New Orleans and win? Dallas definitely can do it. Bears, no. I think the, the Saints defense will, will hold off Trubisky, and I think that, that he, the Saints defense will make that Bears offense look very one-dimensional. It's just that simple. Chicago doesn't have enough experience to really deal with the Saints at the Dome, but Dallas, they've beaten the Saints this year. They know the game plan. They know what to do. And it's clearly, no, clearly a no-brainer. Dallas definitely has the goods to go to New Orleans and handle the business. Okay, awesome. So, so do me a favor, man. Wrap it up for me. Tell me who um, plays an NFC NFC championship game, and then who represents um, the NFC in the Super Bowl. 
Wow, this is a tough one. <laughs> this is a, the, NF, the AFC was pretty much clear cut for me, but the NFC is so tough. But I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this out there, and some people may get mad with me, but I like I like the Los Angeles Rams and the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, and we're gonna have the Dallas Cowboys represent the NFC. It'll be the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh wow. Oh, you're going to make people real mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it is. I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, you asked me, and I gave you an honest answer. <laughs> well, that's a good answer, man. Look, um, Dallas looks really, really tough to stop right now, especially if Dak is going to play efficiently the way he's been playing. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is a monster. Amari Cooper is young and fast on the outside, man. And those two linebackers, they changed everything for that Dallas defense, man. I mean, that changes everything. They they look really hard to to um to run the ball against, hard to throw the ball against. Dallas is a, is a good team, and and they were just missing one piece, and now they have the piece, and now it it, it looks it looks almost unstoppable, um, and, and definitely unbeatable, especially you know because that type of stuff travels. You said they're built for January, and they absolutely are. The Saints do look vulnerable, and the Rams look vulnerable. And, um, and I mean, you know, hey, who's going to argue with you at the end of the day? Good take, man. Look, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Ed, do me a favor, man. Tell the people once again where they can find you, where they can, um, you know, reach you, and, and where they can follow you as you, as you move forward in your, in your venture. Okay, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Robinson Communications. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Club Seat Network, also on Twitter at EdRobinson82, and also on Twitter at Club Seat Network, and you can go to the website, blogtalkradio.com slash Club Seat Network. That's blogtalkradio.com slash Club Seat Network. All right, bet. Yo, thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate you. All right, this has been Rick Sincere. Um, you're listening to MTMV Sports, and we're giving you the breakdown of the AFC and NFC and and who may possibly represent each in the Super Bowl. All right, have a blessed day.